Tis I, Lord Podcast. Are you yearning to equip yourself with the confidence to record? Elijah, the skilled podcast professional, is preparing himself for a tale of tools and skill that only a mighty podcaster may employ in one's podcast journey. Elijah, I do believe that we shall teach our weary wanderer the confidence that they strive to achieve. Shall we start a podcast? We shall. It's settled. Let's start a podcast. Nadine is here. She's very wise. But I, I have a question. If you're writing, why why do people hire you? Because anybody can write, right? <laughs> Such a loaded question. Yeah, it's good to be a wise writer. Um, there are a lot of writers out there, though, that are giving us a bad name, let's say. Because in this day and age, anyone can call themselves a writer. Anyone can call themselves a podcaster as well. Um, it's so easy to just get the text. See, you thought I was, wasn't going to come back at you. <laughs> yeah, anyone can just start calling themselves a writer. So um, now we need much more distinction between vetted writers and people with real experience and who take their job seriously and those people who are just sliding in because they see it as a, an opportunity to make money. You seem to differentiate yourself through coffee and cats, and it's a bit of a Where's Waldo theme that you've incorporated recently into social media. I thought that was really cool. Is that something that you've carried for a long time to help yourself stand out, to come up with creative ideas, to get people's attention? Or is that kind of incorporated in your writing already? No, you're going to date me for how long I've been operating on LinkedIn. I think it's probably been going on for a year now, but I will tell you that it wasn't something that I was doing before this. Obviously, I always talked about my cats um, and I've always been a big fan of coffee and I've always had friends take the mick out of me um, because my parents always drink from like soup bowls with handles, like big coffee cups. Um, So that was like part of who I am, but they're very generic things. And all that happened was I began sharing about my work and then gradually on LinkedIn moved over to, okay, this is my personal life. These are holiday pictures. These are pictures of my cats. Um, And at some point I shared a picture of like a vase or flowers and Mm. somebody commented, yeah, nice picture, but where's the cat? (laughs) Like I've been looking for the cat in the picture. They thought it was like my, my, my regal home with like gold vases. So no, this isn't in my house. There's no cat in the photo. And that made me the next time think, oh, people are expecting, like I've got a brand now, it's either my face or the cats. So I just hid like a cat icon and a coffee icon and said, find them. Uh, I did that a couple of times, probably after, I don't know, after a few weeks, I didn't do it in a photo. Um, And people said, people were angry. You know, the hordes got angry and you don't want to take on LinkedIn audiences that are angry at you. So (laughs) I went, I obeyed. I started putting cats and coffee in every single image I put out, even videos. It's a lesson for podcasters starting out because when you do Mm. something on a regular basis, you show up every day with the similar content, not the same words every day, but the similar topics, right? You focused. And then all of a sudden you go from aliens to, I don't know. Uh, salsa dancing you go what i want i want the aliens or something whatever it may be right because you're the same all the time so people really freaked out when you missed Mm. this opportunity to talk about your cats they just know you the cat lady but not crazy i guess right mm, (laughs) uh, no comment um i would say that um what was funny about that was that um People didn't latch onto my brand as being a writer, being a marketer, being you know a content person, a copywriter. They latched onto the cat thing. And that was a way that I guess I could relate to a lot more people because, mm. okay, I know there's a lot of dog people out there. I know you're mm. one of them. I know that we're fiercely in battle against each other. But 
I think, you know, a lot of people like cats, whereas maybe not everyone likes writing. And it was a way to get a little bit closer to people who mm. I wouldn't otherwise have anything in common with, essentially. Um, so it was nice. But I did really enjoy that it was very much audience driven. It wasn't a ploy. It wasn't an engagement tactic. It was the audience getting angry at me and me feeling like, OK, I have to obey. I am a slave to the audience and I recognize my role here. Whether or not you um, are are going to set yourself with this destination of being uh, a servant to your audience. The community is important. You humanize with them, but it's nothing about writing. It's cats and coffee. It's just who you are. So maybe people can take that um, advice from Nadine and say, hey, I might be a podcaster. I might be talking about aliens or or mm. Diet Coke or whatever it may be, but I still need to talk about me because then people can gravitate and get, get to know the person behind the voice or or the yeah. pen, if I may. So great advice. Yeah, it is, and it is it is advice for writers, but I'd say it's for everyone in the sense that if you're like if you sell insurance or you sell um, financial services, how long can you talk about that before people get bored? You know, how much do we yeah. really need to know about these things? Let's say I had loads of money and I wanted to hire a broker to take care of my money. I would just want to give them my money and like have them make more money with it. I don't really want to know what they're doing with it. I want to be. Uh, what would I do if I was rich? I'd play golf and <laughs> go to the spa every day. You know, mm. if I'm looking for an insurance broker, I don't really want to know the ins and outs of every single insurance contract. I want to be with someone that I can trust that will let me know, hey, this insurance doesn't really isn't really convenient for you mm. that I would trust. And essentially, we don't like the rest of us that don't know anything about that person's specialty. When our interest is very limited. So while everyone writes, as you were saying, it's easy. Everyone writes, but not everyone wants to talk about writing all day. Perfect. So when you're getting into writing articles, because you've done it for a while, what's the difference between saying write an article versus speaking engagement, like podcast or TEDx or something like that? Mm. I'm going to I'm going to ask you as well like how you see the difference in this because I think mm. I can explain it from like a, a technical standpoint or how I would operationally do it, but for you, if you've never done this before, but somebody said you have to write a podcast script, or would you write a podcast script, or would you write? How would you plan that as I, like a coming, coming at this from? So, so the roles have been reversed. I like this. This is exciting. <laughs> the the speaking engagements. I I've done public speaking for a while. I've done hmm. this game for goodness twenty years. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> Um, but so I'm old and, and, but I can learn new tricks and the new tricks are just point form. So I'll write these questions down and I'll just use them as we chatted about pre podcast, uh, you know, what's the difference between this or, or that, and just give me some pointers and remember, and I'll kind of let things flow between. I don't know if that's the same as writing for a politician who needs to be very scripted to the point and then make sure the message is on point, but for writing, I don't think there's any wiggle room because the words are already on the paper. For me, um, being able to ad lib and be creative, I can because there's it, nothing's in stone yet. If that makes sense, uh, with writing, it's it has to be very regimented. I feel is that am I am I way off? In my personal opinion, I don't think writing should be regimented, and I know mm. that if anyone. So I get writers to um, publish on Writewiser. I open the blog up just to anyone who wants a byline, essentially because when I was looking for writing jobs and I was in marketing and I wanted to show like, yeah, I wrote this article with this executive. It had the executive's name on it. Like I could never say, it never said by Nadine Hare. So I started opening up to that in that way. And a lot of people comment, oh, the blogs are very short. Like, do you want them to be that short? And I said, mm -hmm. I love a 400 word blog. I think it's harder to write short than it yeah. is to write long. This is why copywriters who come up with 
diamonds are girls just friend or just do it those they, these people get paid millions because it's so hard to evoke something in so few words oh, the yeah. same is true for blog posts i think often with podcasts people feel like they can ad lib more like the the writing's not on the page or not in stone but i would encourage people to feel the same about writing you know microblogs on linkedin that's what i call the long text posts or you know guest articles on other people's sites like on writewiser but coming back to talking about whether that's the right way to do it for a politician, I I recently wrote about this accent actually about Trump having a speechwriter mm. who he ignored all the time, much to their chagrin. Um, there, are, the majority of politicians have very respected speechwriters. They might have a team of them, and perhaps they do follow them. But I think that there is a personality issue uh, concern more than an industry concern. Mm. So. You as a podcaster or you, Elijah, your brand is that you're natural and you're friendly and that's who you are. So you're not coming on here pretending to be somebody else, right? Right. Um, why would you start a podcast? What a lot of work to start a podcast and be someone else. Mm. Whereas there are people that are putting on a persona, let's say if you're a VP of finance, a VP of sales, um, you might be very naturally gregarious, but you're working in a company that's very traditional in an industry that's conservative or the opposite. You might be somebody who's actually quite, you know, laid back and you don't really want to get out there and you're more introverted, but you're working in a Fortune 500 company and it's expected that as the president of the company, you have like this big musk size personality. Um, in those cases, of course, as the writer, you're going to adapt to them. So if they're the kind of person that says, Nadine, I'm not going to read, five pages of text before I go to a presentation, then you don't give them five pieces of five pages of text. You say, what would you like to talk about? What I'll do is I'll give you a few pointers, a few textual things, perhaps what's in the news this week on the topic, some bits of data that you can throw in that will give some impact to back up the points that you already know that you want to make. Mm. There are other people that want you to script them. Now, I don't love right. doing that, but I have scripted people and they have mm. read the script in the webinar. It is painful to watch <laughs> in most cases, but some people are actually quite good at it. Some people don't give away that they're reading a script. So. Mm personalities yeah that, that's a bit of a skill to lift the words off the page that's what i call it to give that emotional behind it make it uh, like but you can really hear it when people are writing uh, or reading the writing but uh, the problem that i have is with an earlier comment you were talking about four was it 400 word blogs mm -hmm. and it, yeah. i remember in radio days where i had to take pages and pages of copy turn it into a 30 second radio ad and sometimes you don't even use complete don't even use complete sentences. Um, so for right. a description on a podcast is very succinct, usually mm -hmm. 250, 400 words max with all of the um, affiliate links, of course, and all of the backlinks that the YouTubers get if you're, you're going the video side. You're like 100 characters in the end. Yeah, yeah, probably. But so what's your advice? Should I be writing full sentences, link everything under the sun, or should I stick to the facts? <laughs> or how do I get in the SEO magic? Like all these questions come oh up. Oh my right? God, okay, oh God, I don't know. I will try and advise you as much as I can on those things. First of all, I wouldn't say link to everything in the sense mm. that people are just not gonna click on everything. It's too mm. much, our brains are small. Sure. Like we need you to just give us the one obvious thing. The link doesn't necessarily have to be the same thing each podcast. Mm. Um, it might be relevant, you know, that okay, this is our podcast guest and this is where you can follow Elijah and that's it. Or this is Elijah's website and this is the, um, the advertiser that we've got on today. The more simple you can keep it, the better in terms of the description. What mm. When I talk about content though, I think a lot of people think about blogs and they think about yeah. article writing and maybe eBooks, maybe, you know, hardback books like that we've actually edited. But 
so much there's so much more to it content writing can actually include if somebody's doing a podcast the little button that comes at the end that says like do you want to see more from this person i should be involved in that i should be helping them do that because that's how because i've listened to the podcast i've edited it for example i've Mm. turned it into a long form article and i've thought about okay what would be a relevant video for this person to watch next from my channel what should we recommend they go to in that sense there's so much more that you can link to that you don't need to put those links in the description but um That, like Bob, if I may, Nadine, I got excited. Yeah. Pardon me, but it's so. I can uh, hear the sounds. The, the, it's it's whirling. It's working, and the smoke's coming out. the The YouTubers I see that are similar creators, a podcast mm. YouTubers, whatever you call them, um, they have a way of saying, "Oh, I'll, I'll recommend this video." Oh, at the end, maybe you just want to check like this point. out. So, yeah, so like this that, this yeah. thing here to <laughs> check out this one that was also a disaster of an episode or whatever you want, right? To, is would you say as a writer, it's more succinct to have it all in the content or maybe I forgot because I was having an ADHD and I need to link it. So what best practice? Should I, should I go for the writing always to get that SEO magic or is it just good enough to just, I'm in your face anyway, might as well talk about it. What do you think? Best practice is always going to be if you've planned it and you can say, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I like, I, I follow um, James this, Walsh and I love it. And he's like, this, here's, here's yeah. um, some fun and here's some more educational articles. Or he says something like yeah, that. Yeah. I think that's a nice thing because he probably doesn't have to prepare it, but he knows that his YouTube person will link something fun here and here's some education. I can't mm-hmm. remember if those are the things that he says. Um, I think that's a really good way to do it. It's always going to be better though if you can say, hey, if you like this episode with Nadine, here's somebody else who is obsessed with cats or here's another writer that you might enjoy um, speaking to or here's um, a much more senior marketer who has loads more experience on this topic. I think that's obviously much better, but if you don't, it doesn't really matter. You know, that's it's better to do that, but it's not going to be the make or break of a YouTube channel in my opinion. And you're a one-man show, right? You know, it's not like you you have like 14 people that you can be like, just make it look amazing and tell me what to say. Or... As you can tell by the background, there's no studio, <laughs> uh, whatever they are, the artists, the the builders, the the people that do the magic. I see people that are having 10 million subscribers. Everything's so polished, yeah. but it's yeah. kind of refreshing to have this. I'm just in my room with a, a pot of coffee on the desk and just hanging out chatting with a wise writer, right? That's hmm. that's really all it is. So it, it really depends on your style. There's so many different ways to do things. I'm glad that you don't feel that one way is the right way. That's good. No, there's so there's so many ways that you can do things and adapt. And, and yeah, if you don't get it in recording, then you get it in post, right? You can fix a lot of those things in. Um, the main thing that I would say though, is that if you are gonna record something, the one thing you should plan is what do you want to plug? Like what's gonna be the thing at the end that you want to mention? And it doesn't always mean like a pitch, you're not always selling something. It's just what's the next thing that I want them to see from me? Like, do I wanna invite them to an event? Do I want them to see my next podcast? Do I want them to subscribe? I think that's important because every piece of content that you're putting out, you're giving people so much value and so much education you should always be thinking, okay, yeah, but at the end, like in exchange for this hour of my knowledge, mm. what what do I want from them? And it might just be a click. Every click counts. I think all all the influencers say it, like honestly, give me two, two notifications, a like and a comment or a like and a share. Um, mm. it, it really makes a difference. And the bell comes across on the YouTubes. Please subscribe. Yeah, I need friends me. or whatever it may be. Hey, to to yes. be friends with you, what's your website uh, for right wiser that's your business we're not just saying you have a high iq you probably do in the writing <laughs> space but where can they go to see more action the blogs and the guest writers that you talked about yeah the guest so rightwiser.co.uk which mm. is a little odd but i am english um which we mm. didn't um 
brooch yet. So hence the .co.uk slash blog if you want to see the guest articles. Um, There is so much on there from such talented writers. I will always plug them because honestly, some of them, they're just, they they have so much experience. And also there's a wealth of different kinds of writers on there from ghost writers to SEO to book editors. Um, Yeah, so I think I had a book whisperer on recently. That was exciting. Um, Awesome. If you want to just connect with me, I'm in two places very publicly. LinkedIn is not all cats and coffee. Occasionally, I try and say uh, intelligent things. I'm Nadine Hare, and that's spelled H-E-I-R, as though I was an heir to the throne, but Mm. I am heir to nothing. Um, And the same on TikTok, Nadine Hare. Cool. I'll have that linked in the description that we talked about. I hope I'll be succinct enough to to take the wise words from you. Just pick one because, yeah. You pick your favorite. <laughs> so, so you're exploring cats and coffee in Mexico, but you mm. lived, I believe, in the UK at some point in your life. What's yes. the culture differences for writers or creators? Is there any? Do you remember days in UK or is it Mexico is kind of awesome? I know uh, before you get to it, I know <laughs> there's radio stations that beam out uh, like cross. They get about Midwestern US. That's how big their st- signal right. is. But so radio right. is big there, but is creating and writing and, and all I that stuff a big deal so you, in Mexico? You know more about me than radio here. I do, I do not listen to the radio, oh. like not like FM radio. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. The old stuff that you play in your the car, they stuff. beam it out yeah. to uh, the Midwestern US. It's huge uh, amount it's of really. uh, volumes. Yeah. I, I did the radio thing when I was younger. So I just, it, it was a bit of an obsession, but here we are talking about things, getting off course, but to get you back on there, what's the creator world like? Yeah. Is it is it what's different than what world? I'd expect? Or is it just like everybody else there? I don't, I don't really, in the sense of like being like a creator, that this is what I do for a living. I'm not a creator for a living. So I don't really know. I don't speak to a lot of other people that do this, but I do know the digital marketing world and that's what I found here. So, and to answer your question about like, do I remember? I grew up in England and I lived there until I was 22. I spent a few months living in France, a few months living in Spain. And I was just really sure that like, every time I came back to England, I was like, no, this is not for me. Like I can't do these dark winters. I was really struggling with it. Um, I did want to move to Barcelona where I have relatives, um, but there was there were no jobs. It was like 27, 28% unemployment. I change that number every time I tell this story, but it was a large number of unemployment in Spain. Yeah, 97% unemployment. Like there was no no opportunity for me to get a job there. There was a job in Mexico. <laughs> I came out here for an internship. It was only meant to be eight months. 12, year, 12 years later, I'm still here. So, but that means that I've had most of my professional career here. My jobs in England were in the service industry, you know, waiting tables, um, bartending, um, working in shops. Here, I've been in marketing. And I will say that it was a lucky... It was lucky because I always wanted to be, (laughs) do you remember the film, What Women Want? Okay. I was convinced that I was going to be like Helen Hunt, like Mel Gibson, you know, with the publicity, the art, the paintings that they had from their art team. I wanted to be in that world. So publicity, it's not really a thing so much anymore, but what is a thing is marketing. And Mexico City is a huge digital marketing hub. There are a lot of companies here that A, service the US, I guess, um, because there's a large proportion of people that speak excellent English and can serve that um, 
uh, and, and have the educational level that's relevant, like the cultures are similar enough that they can work very easily with American companies. And also it's a little bit cheaper. I always, like when I say this, I always remind people it's not as cheap as people think, but it is a little bit cheaper to contract usually in Mexico. Um, and also all of the rest of Latin America will also be contracting people from Mexico City for their digital marketing. It's like a hub. Yeah. And that's yeah, cool. that's what I fell into. Did I answer any of your questions with that long tangent? Probably. At least half of them. <laughs> it's all good. More, yeah. More, why don't we just flip to some more expertise? Because we were touching on yeah. writing for descriptions, but the hook, we talk about the headline, the hook, whatever the sexy term is for the socials. How's that different between a podcast description and then, I don't know, TikTok and, and LinkedIn? Is it all the same? Oof. In essence, probably not. In essence, probably not. It's going to depend on your audience. But aside from that, the structure and what you want to pull into it is the same. Um, again, flipping it back to you. How do you write your podcast hooks at the moment? Do you pull out something interesting or do you try and summarize everything or do you go with the person's name? What's like your... I usually go right to the point. Here's what we're... Okay. Here's the essence of what we're talking about. And then I expand. So mm -hmm. I don't necessarily, hey, hey, this person picked their nose and whatever to get people <laughs> that, that, that shock value. But I try to just mm -hmm. get into the point. This is, this is the guest. This is what they do. Here's what we talked about in the first few sentences and then just kind of expand. And yeah. I know people on social media... Uh, are trying to get people's attention uh, harder and, and faster than say somebody just going through a description going, oh yeah, this looks cool. I think mm -hmm. I like this. So I don't know if there's any value in taking this. Here's what an episode is about. And then going, but um, wait, here's the, but wait, here's more sort of thing. I don't know. That is a way to do it. I mean, that's probably already a really good way to do it. When you say, oh, I don't mention that like they're picking their nose or anything that's like clickbaity, that's yeah. fair. I think that there's a, a vast, like a, a problematic misunderstanding of hooks and people understand them as clickbait. Hmm. Um, and everyone will have seen those like, um, I don't know, how, how to lose how to lose five pounds in 10 days, how to um, get the or, Kardashian's lips without surgery. Or three those, epic strategies to win at life today. Like Today, really? <laughs> with no effort. Yeah, yeah. effort-free um, weight loss, effort-free um, winning at life, effort-free money. Yeah, um, I actually got DM'd the other day from somebody saying like, we're gonna help you generate free money. Oh, and I was like, neat. What is, what is that? <laughs> What is free money? What does that mean? Um, it, it gets yeah. a little awkward when we talk about the the underground in Mexico, right? Very political. Then that's dangerous stuff. I'm like, are you sure you want to go there? Because you might want to explore where I, I live. But nonetheless, uh, tangent. It's kind of funny <laughs> that people come at you with no sense of whatever. It's like no sense getting, of who I might know. Just, just I might two, know gang members. You know, you are a wise writer, so who knows, right? But it's just that too good to be true essence. I think is what you're getting mm. at. Like, are you? How far do you yeah. go to to grab somebody's attention without going? Hold on, Nadine, mm. you're full of X, yeah. Y, and Z. No. Oh yeah, it needs to be believe. It does need to be believable. Um, but I think that if it genuinely happened in the podcast, then that's a good hook. Mm. But you might want to make it very specific. So um, maybe at the end, I'll try and work out what was the thing that I said that would most grab people. Um, but even saying something like. Does Nadine know gang members in Mexico? Um, I don't know. Has, has Nadine ever met the Setas yes. or something? <laughs> like we genuinely talked about that. So while it's a little bit clickbaity, it's still a hook. It still genuinely happened. Whereas maybe a more academic hook would be talking about um, the 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 
the best ways to start off your pod like if we're talking about people who want to start a podcast Nadine reveals the best ways to um, describe a podcast to capture mm. people in the first 10 words those are those are hooks um I think mm. I, I would always with a hook be as specific as possible narrow in on one thing and that's the same logic with taglines don't think that you have to tell everyone everything about you know, the article, it's a meta description. A podcast, it's a podcast description. Um, if you're sharing um, a recording into your social media, it's just the description that goes on social media. Don't feel like you have to tell people absolutely everything about it, but try and latch onto something that did genuinely happen that might be one of the most interesting things to them. So something like, does Nadine have red hair? Was probably not as catchy as... What what do cock Unless and cats? Unless there's no thumbnail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If there's a thumbnail, like really, did you even try to write this? Did Chat GPT take over the world? I don't know. But, yeah. I I will say something, Elijah. There are some things that humans do, and Chat GPT is smarter than most humans. Like Chat GPT mm. would never come up with some of the dumb hooks that I've seen. And if I saw someone saying, "Did Nadine ha- does Nadine have red hair?" I would say that was a human. Chat GPT would do better. That's, that's, that's Sorry, good. it can't see Unpopular the world. Opinion. It just takes the information but sometimes i feel it's handy so do you use that uh, to the technology to help you write the hooks to get the inspiration are you old school you just get the pen in hand use the mind and and start spinning oh um i have tried i have tried to use chat gpt um and i will tell you i've used it for a couple of things um on my website for example generating like the first draft of contracts or or, like um statements Hmm. and it's been useful for that it's also been very useful for writing letters to the government in mexico because although i'm bilingual i am not legally like i don't understand legal documents in any language (laughs) so when terms would be totally different absolutely no no idea so i have used it for that and then edited heavily um when i've done it like that because often it will give you a good structure and what it does by using chat gpt is it saves me having to go to three different websites trying to work out okay what's the correct format because it's different in every country as well what's the correct format how should th- how would this organization expect to hear from me um that said i tried to use it to generate some blogs and i did them for rightwiser and they're flagged as this is an ai blog we tried it's okay like it's better than some people write mm. i will say that but for my level it takes so much editing it's not worth the time so yeah. for me users of ai are like if i needed uh you probably have to put a transcript at the bottom of this podcast right yeah. um, or like attach it that's a really good use for ai that's an incredibly boring task for a human to do one of my first jobs in journalism was doing that my god yeah. like Lucky. you couldn't pay me enough to go back and do that <laughs> Did you have the foot pedal to hear the audio go or is that? I, I didn't maybe... like it. A lot of the others did, but yeah. I was one of the people that so, I said, no, this is, oh my God. Yeah. I tried flashback. that two, like two weeks. No, thanks. Can't do it. <laughs> a little I couldn't pedal. Make it I work. couldn't figure oh it out. It's like, ah, can't do it. Wouldn't stop Some fast people got enough. really good at it though. Yeah. Some people got really good with the pedal and I was like, no, I'm just going to use my fingers. So it worked for me. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, I did transcriptions just using like the keyboard shortcuts. Sure. Uh, yeah. That's a job for AI. That's a job for a robot. Spell checking was a job for a robot. But there are things that for me, when I've tried to use it, honestly, it takes so much more time. 
double checking, okay, is this actually what I, I was you know, trying to say? Is this even relevant? Sometimes it duplicates text. It says the same thing in different words over again. Obviously, I'm not a fan of that. I don't want to waste people's time. Mm. Um, so currently, ChatGPT, there's a few others out there. WriterZen has an AI function in it that's quite good for generating outlines. I gather uh, SEO Wind does similar and that they will save you loads and loads of time. I think generating an outline that Google will like, as in it's SEO optimized, those tools are excellent for that. But then creatively engaging people through 400, 1,000, 2,000 words, I don't think they're up to it yet. Gotcha. I'm going to put you on the spot. So I'll give you the option to choose from a description on a podcast or social hooked or maybe a blog. What way can I avoid <laughs> putting somebody to sleep when writing? What is like a, a cardinal sin of writers that are wise to put down something on paper or digital paper to make people sleep? How can I avoid the snore fast? Do you have any suggestions? One way to send me straight to sleep is by sharing um, tips for leadership because I just mm. feel like they're all overly used and none of them are put into action. Like we preach these things, you know, you should be a leader, not a boss. You should um, listen to people. You need to be more an active listener than speaking. You should draw people out of their shell, make sure that you know them on a put Like all of these things that are so over said and over overwritten about and they're just really boring at this point for me leadership skills i would love people to come at me with some leadership hook that is different um mm. charity hughes actually had one the other day that was really good i won't i'll let everyone go and check out what that was um rather than spoiling it giving you a spoiler alert but i think there are a few people that are out there giving like a hr perspective on something that's unusual but there are so many people peddling the same stuff and again the sad thing is I don't think they're using AI to generate that. I think they're taking human hours to write something mediocre. Oh. And if you start with boring content, like a boring tip or a like something that's been said over and over again, it doesn't matter how great your writing is, it's still going to be send people to sleep. Generational gaps aside, what's bugging you on TikTok? How do you find that people are writing? <laughs> the content Ouch. is is well i don't know traditionally it's gen <laughs> z in there and then last time i yeah. checked we're not in that uh, generational mm -mm. maybe you're hip and cool that's fine but uh, st stats don't lie i'm sorry um, so I, what, I love the hard hitting questions what, what are the cool kids <laughs> doing uh, or you to to have that writing excellence i know there's a bit of writing content that's added now to tiktok uh, if anybody mm. uses it are there things that are just kind of dare i say trash um that, oh. that get into your feed that drive you nuts or you just love everything is that fair? oh i'm just a happy yeah. go lucky person i love everything no oh my god i will... time oh, i i do spend a fair amount of time on tiktok it's a mm. fascinating way of presenting content and ideas and getting our voice out there and i would say that these apps they're generally democratizing everyone's access to knowledge and also our access to sharing what we really think which is interesting i won't mm. go into that tangent because i feel like it's a political discussion that we don't have time for but time. i will say <laughs> i will have a rant about tiktok this week so if anyone goes onto my tiktok at nadine hair you're gonna see it's lots of pictures videos of my face me going hey this is how to be a great writer this is hmm. good marketing easy marketing how to do this in a day um effective things you can do to like today and i do this clickbait but i do actually give them things that they can do today hmm. you know those sorts of tips nonetheless the two videos that i've had go viral have nothing to do with what I do for a living. The coffee and the cat, And I mean, right? not coffee and cats. Oh. 
No. Um, what goes viral? They're... You can't tease <laughs> me like this. Viral? The, dumb, the dumbest stuff. Okay, so the first one I will say, this was a pre- like, I will send you the link after Elijah because the production skills, I will say, of my own were excellent. It was a beautiful video from last year's Independence Day Parade in Mexico okay. City. Um, I was right at the front. I got all the waves from all the different soldiers and all the different um, military vans, and it was fantastic. The video was very good. It had good music. I had little captions that were fun all the way through. went viral. And it, I continue today, so 360-something days later, to get uh, notifications about that, people adding it to their favorites, and that's mm-hmm. lovely. Mm-hmm. This year, I was in an Uber popping for dinner with someone, and um, I noticed that the this... BBVA, which is a bank here, they have the Mexico City flag colors on the outside of their building and they're like flashing lights, you know? So it's like neon lights, like running red, blue, white and like moving and it was very psychedelic. So I just took a three second video of it and commented, hey, people who work in the BBV offices, how does it feel to work in a nightclub? And some techno music went viral. Really? Really? Frustrating. So frustrating. So the stuff that you spend the least amount of effort reacting to goes viral. And then the stuff you you put your soul into, Nadine, crickets. <laughs> what the heck? It's almost as though people don't want to hear about marketing and writing on the, on TikTok. Yeah, people I get want, it. People I, don't go in there to learn. They don't want to be an adult. They just want to tune out and flip through all the cool stuff Nadine's doing. And I guess that's the same with podcasting. Anything you're creating, it's always the drop of the hat stuff. Like, ah, I'll just wing it. And then you're it's human people like to just Give be an example. tell me one thing that like you did and you were like god that took me three seconds and it was my most successful it's, piece of content there's there's stuff that i'll just I, I don't know take there was one picture that my wife took of me sleeping on falling asleep on the couch i was so tired oh, i no. i kind of half sat my feet are on the ground and i'm like this with my mouth open snoring and the dogs kind of just threw herself on me she's a 75 pound <laughs> a golden retriever which is not small and and then I threw that on social and like, yeah, that's so funny. Like, what's wrong with your dog? How come she passed out on you? And why there's a strange rule? And <laughs> it's just that life stuff that happens. Yeah, it's funny. But I was like, that has nothing to do with me doing stuff. But hey, whatever. I'm here to entertain. So if that's fine. Hey, pet sell. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not sex, guys. It's pets. Pet sell. Yeah. Seriously. Get the number... And, and I do love this. I started making a joke about cat a day, which is like, I'm not coined. Somebody has been doing that before me, but I started posting every cat a day photos yeah. of my cat. And I love that people post back photos of their cats and dogs. Yeah. I just think that's the most adorable way that people have decided that we're going to connect with each other on this. Mm. And I'm using air quotes for those who are not watching the video, the professional platform. Mm. And we're like, oh, dog drooling. I love it. Yeah, we're so basic. It's it's pandemic stuff, whatever it was. It was just a, a way. We're all digital now, right? So just connecting, mm. seeing your face and seeing uh, the pictures of my dog drooling on me. It's great. It's great fun. <laughs> it's this real. episode has been great because you've taught me a lot about writing and it kind of twisted those conceptions, those ideas, those stereotypes upside down. And, and we'll see what other people think. And hopefully it resonates. But otherwise, we'll put all the, the linky links in the description, the Right Wiser, the, the TikToks, and the LinkedIn. And maybe somebody can go find Cats and Coffee or uh, you making fun of banks. Whatever they want. So appreciate you joining me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. It's always lovely to chat to you. But this was a very cool method, a very cool modality in which to talk to you. Absolutely. Mm, let's start a... Podcast?